How's it going, everybody? This is me again, Chewie, one of the hosts of the podcast titled Exploring the Myths Behind the Legends. And I am once again joined by my good friend, Monica. Hi, guys. So, Monica, I believe you've been having an okay week so far. Oh, yeah, it's been great. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just leave it at that for now. How's that? Huh? We'll just leave it at that for now. How's that? Yeah, which is it? Yeah, little, little teaser. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been doing alright, I guess. I've been working and eh, you know whatever, and I actually my birthday's coming up in a couple of days, so I'm excited. Yay! <laughs> my birthday will be the day before this episode airs, so this will come out on Tuesday. So my birthday would have been on Monday, for all the future listeners out there. Happy birthday to you! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, my friend. So I took it upon myself to enjoy a nice, delicious, a nice, delicious porter beer by Ooh. Founders Brewery, and this one is just called Porter. And <laughs> it's got a attractive-looking Victorian lady painting in the cover or whatever, so... Nice. It's Very nice. to the point. I like it. Yeah, and uh, I actually, you know me, I, I like darker beers most of the time. So anyways, mm-hmm. yeah. yes, have a birthday to me. And I got myself a tablet, by the way. You got yourself what? <laughs> a tablet. Oh, <laughs> yay. Nice. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm catching up with technology finally. <laughs> 20 years later. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, wow. so um, things have been going all right, I guess, for us. And, well, Monica, we can, um, I guess, reveal the topic for now, because... Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So this movie was called No One is Safe in the Woods, right? Uh, something like that. It, it, well, actually, I think it's called Nobody Sleeps in the Woods Tonight. Nobody Sleeps in the Woods Tonight. Okay, yeah. You're trying to translate from Polish, so I understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm so fluent in, in Polish. Mm-hmm. It was a really good movie, though. Like, I really liked it. Um, it gave me the Hills Have Eyes vibes. Or, like, um, Wrong Turn. Did you ever see Wrong Turn? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was like that. I really liked it. Yeah, and actually, I want to talk about that in a little bit. But, um, yeah, I mean, before we get into the movie, let's go ahead and remind our listeners, Monica, of our social media accounts. We have our Facebook under... Exploring the myths behind the legends, and we have our Instagram under myths behind LGDS. Our Twitter is <laughs> myths behind LGDS. Yes. Right. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you can also email us at mythsbehindlegends at gmail.com. Sorry, guys, it's been a long day. Um. <laughs> it's okay, my friend. I forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Alright, so we have our Letterboxd, which is under Myths Behind LGDS, and Letterboxd is a movie-type blog in which you can review movies, communicate with other viewers, um, make lists of movies that you like, that you don't like, etc. So we're under as, again, Myths Behind LGDS. We have our TikTok, by the way, which is our newest platform. I'm, I'm yeah. trying to upload videos every so often, but I mean, sometimes I can't. But that is also under Myths Behind Legends, and yeah, I mean, our, our usual cry for help, because... <laughs> I'm trying to figure out that platform, but I mean, I, I guess I'm getting better at it as the days go by. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> Monica's chorus of dogs is joining us right now. And as she does that, I'll entertain the audience with... Uh... Oh, actually, she's back. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my, my dogs decided to cry out the song of their people. Um, <laughs> they do not like to be uh, ignored. I was going to entertain the audience with my rendition of My Heart Will Go On, but I guess... <laughs> that would have worked, too. 
I guess uh, the audience is, will be spared that torture. And <laughs> for my, now. My, dog, my dogs beat you to it. They're already singing the song. Yeah. <laughs> the way that I would have <laughs> sang it, probably. <laughs> and, <laughs> and we have our website under myths hyphen behind hyphen legends dot mailchimpsites.com Alright, so nice. Uh, and just a quick thing before we get started. I was able to mail some letters with some of our new postcards to some of our people that have been helpful to us and worked with us in the past. So hopefully by the time this episode airs, you guys already have those letters in your possession. And yeah, so thanks for all the support. I know we normally do shout outs at the end, but I wanted to do it right now because then I'll probably forget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, so let's go ahead and get uh, take a little break and we'll get started with our critique segment in which we shall critique the movie. Duh. Yes. Okay, everyone, so to start off our podcast, like usual, we have our critique segment, and if you happen to be a first-time listener, Monica, this is the segment in which we actually talk about the movie as a whole in the terms of the cinematic aspects of it, so the photography, the sound design, the plot, the acting, everything, right? Yep. Pretty much. And you mentioned, and this is actually the first bullet point in my notes, and it's like you read my mind, my friend. You mentioned oh, that nice. <laughs> this movie, by the way, is definitely in the same vein as The Hills Have Eyes and Wrong Turn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen the original The Hills Have Eyes? The OG one from the 70s? No, I didn't. Um, but I saw the new ones. I didn't see all of them. I saw like maybe like the first two. Um, and the same thing with Wrong Turn, because Wrong Turn also made like three and the first one is really the only good one. Mm-hmm. I was in love with the main guy, so that's why I used to <laughs> I used to know that movie by heart because I I would watch it so much. <laughs> if, you, if you were to watch it now, you probably would remember everything line by line. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, I would remember the expressions for sure, and that dude's like super sexy arms. But uh, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I I don't think I've ever seen the original Hills of Eyes either, but I saw the remakes. I I think there's two or three of them, like you said. Yeah. I own the first one. And that movie has a scene that made me very uncomfortable, <laughs> and I'm not gonna do it, go into detail, but you know, the Hills of Eyes. Yeah, the the remake. It's it, I mean, it, it's a it's a an assault scene. Let's just put it that way. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Yeah. So, and so is the second one. The second one too. I think they they capture some soldiers and and they try to make them like they're slaves. Yeah. But uh, and then also in Wrong Turn and. What these movies have in common is that there's people that are going traveling to remote areas, mm-hmm. either a desert or a forest in these cases, uh-huh. and they come across things that have been hiding in there for years and that nobody knows about, but um, what else do they have in common? Anything else, maybe? Well, I mean, the people are, like, you know, deformed. Yeah. This one was a little weird, though, because, like, this one had, like, some kind of volcanic rock or like you know meteor rock or something that i guess caused all this stuff they turned into like complete monsters with boils and stuff and super enormous and they're cannibals so like the all the all the and and, like hills have eyes and uh wrong turn also these people are eating other people Mm -hmm. they're literally snacks you know um and of course you have that one kid who's like self-aware and it's like, you know, <laughs> if you guys not watched horror movies, this is where you die. Like, you know, the, you, you're, there's like, I think he said like 10 sins or something like that, like of like horror movie stuff. Like, 
where he's like, you can never, don't go back to, like, a place that looks creepy or, like, whatever. You know, like, little, little tiny rules, like, uh-huh. that you probably should not <laughs> explore um, because you'll end up dead. And, like, literally every single thing that he named basically happened, so. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to come back to that in a little bit, but yeah, it's a, it's a good thing you brought that up because I also have that in my notes, my friend, so. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like how we are kind of reading each other's minds here. Yeah, and, and and to be, like, you know, completely honest, I have not read the notes. I don't like to read them because I like to, like, just kind of do everything organically. Um, but, yeah, so <laughs> it's pretty cool that, you know, I, I I did not cheat, guys. I did not look at the notes. So all this is genuine. Yeah, I only send them to you for reference in case you ever want to look back into whatever we talked yeah. about. Nice. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, uh, so talking about the movie, like, the way it was made, I like the way the, the movie was shot. Mm-hmm. the cinematic wide angles of the forest like, it makes you kind of feel and understand the scope of what it is they're getting themselves into mm-hmm. when it comes to them going into the forest and isolating themselves from, from everything because the plot of the movie I, I, it's kind of weird to me at least but I mean it's a, a some sort of like treatment camp for teenagers that are addicted to social media or something yeah which I thought was really funny <laughs> I mean that is, like, basically the only way they can explain why no one's going to have a phone in their hands at this point. Exactly, yeah. It used to be that, I mean, of course, back in the Stone Age of the 90s and 2000s, that nobody had phones that could have signal in, in this kind of place or basically anything that, that would let people communicate out of, like, a landline. Mm-hmm. And, by the way, if, if you happen to be a young in, in the audience and don't know what a landline is... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're old. Yeah, people <laughs> used to have their phones in their homes and they couldn't take them anywhere with them. And the phone was just the phone. You couldn't text anybody. You couldn't browse Google. You couldn't tell Siri to play a song for you. It was just a phone. <laughs> Life was analog. <laughs> and if you didn't, if you weren't home, then nobody could reach you unless you got to a payphone. I mean, you know, I took those moments for granted because you have a f-ing little computer at your fingertips constantly you're constantly distracted you're not really enjoying your day or like to its fullest because you're on your phone the entire time back then like dude you had to like make plans with people and they had to show up or like you know that was messed up you know like so people were held they had more accountability i think you know i think so um it was nice you know and you were excited (laughs) because you couldn't hear about oh what's going on with their day because you were going to hear it at that moment when you guys met you know oh yeah oh oh, good times yeah for for dinner or for like a drink or something yeah yeah to go to the library like i did (laughs) (laughs) yeah go read books in the the building that was also a thing by the way which nobody does exactly (laughs) nobody does on their computers yeah Yep. So this movie is kind of a throwback to our, our youth, <laughs> the youth I of know. our generation. <laughs> but I mean, how realistic, or, or I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, is you're on point because it comes to, to the point, I mean, that we are so dependent, we, because I, I, I've become dependent on my phone. Same, yeah. I'm not going to say that I don't use like, oh no, back in my day. Like, and, <laughs> I mean, yeah, back in my day, but that's that's not my day anymore. My day is today. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So now I do have a phone on on me twenty four seven, basically twenty four seven. It's it's always near me. I, like if I'm sleeping, it's next to me because that's my alarm. Yeah. If I'm at work, it's in my pocket at all times. Anywhere that I go, it's in my pocket. 
Mm-hmm. So now we're completely dependent. Like we're basically enslaved to this device, and and yeah. whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I mean, it's, it's up to how you use it. But for these people in the movie, I, I guess it's a bad thing because they're so addicted that they can't do anything without their phones, like at all. Mm-hmm. So there's YouTubers, there's bloggers, there's uh, and they don't go too much into depth about that. They kind of yeah. just mentioned it in passing, but that's that's kind of what they imply. I, I guess I don't know if they're trying to convey that message that oh you know being addicted to social media is bad or technology is bad so i mean <laughs> it kind of backfires because the one time that they actually need a cell phone it doesn't work like and, and they gotta get it from like some like creepy dude that's trying to eat them the one guy who kept his phone ends up dying and then by the time they get it it's the batteries run. <laughs> oh yeah yeah because you probably had all these freaking apps in the background like yeah yep I think that was the whole point of the movie, basically yeah. to show that that maybe we're so dependent on these things that it comes to the point that we depend on them to, for our lives, kind of, I guess. Yeah. Uh-huh. I may be reading too much into it, but that maybe that's, that's the kind of message that I got from it, that they're trying to show that we are so attached to these things that we feel like we're going to die without them, maybe. Mm-hmm. Which, and, you know, obviously... And a figure of speech. Yeah. So obviously, there's, all, there's, still, there's still a way out. And you just got to figure it out without a phone, you know? Like people used to in our day, you mm-hmm. know? Can't believe I said that. <laughs> <laughs> you are Senora Monica right now. I, I already danced everything in a cumbia, dude. And I got a cana, like a really long one. Oh. So, you know, a gray hair for those who don't speak Spanish. So, I'm, I'm already there, dude. That's I'm it. I'm there. I am a senora. I've, I've evolved, <laughs> you know? <laughs> we are done, my friend. I've hit my peak. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I've been noticing more more gray hairs in my beard lately, and I'm like, ah, okay. That's good though. You know, it it, it makes you look sophisticated and distinguished. Distinguished. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna give me that salt and pepper silver fox look. Can't wait till my whole head is covered in white hair. I can't. I'm gonna look like Storm. It's gonna be so awesome. Oh, nice. <laughs> you yeah. would, by the way. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> So the music was interesting. I, I, there was this one little melody that kept playing in the background, and it was kind of upbeat and happy. But at the same time, it, it would turn into like a serious and foreboding song. So I thought that was cool. The score in general was was okay. I mean, it was that, that but that one little piece of music stood out to me specifically. But yeah. the one thing I want to ask you is, what's up with all the weird side characters, man? At first. The leader, the little, you know, what the guide lady, such a badass. Uh-huh. I was like, cool, this chick's gonna survive. But of course, she didn't. Um, <laughs> but she was, she shows up with her badass little truck, and she like, you know, she doesn't close the door of her trunk thing. Mm-hmm. She kicks it like a total baddie. She seems like this like tomboy. Like she, I think she might, she might have been gay or whatever. But she looks like this little like super cool tomboy like lesbian chick. And she's, like, you know, super, like, into the outdoors or whatever. She's, like, one, the second person who dies in the movie. Yeah, second or third, some, maybe. Yeah. As they're walking in the forest, you know, going into their campsite or whatever it is that they're doing, you got this one girl who's, like, obsessed with herself, basically. She's, like, the typical, like... Influencer type of person? Influencer type of chick, yeah. So she's always on her phone take selfies or whatever she's very into her looks you know she has like nice hair in the middle of the woods dude like who has the time this chick there's a scene with her curling her hair and i'm like 
who has time? Where did she even plug it in? That's what I want to know. Where was the outlet that she plugged in that freaking hair, hair, you know, <laughs> curling iron to? Because they're in the middle of the woods. Like, I didn't even think they would have had that. Anyway, so she gets grouped up with these, like, you know, misfit type, type of kids. There's, you know, the sporty kid, the, the kid that's like, you know, obviously he's going to, like, always gets the girls. He's shirtless the majority of the time. Uh-huh. And then um, you got that other kid who's like, it, it looks like he also likes that girl and it's like him and the other guy are competing for her but then later you find out he's gay Uh and he's just kind of like an outcast in his family and he's just wants to be recognized and accepted for who he is and the girl is over here like yeah dude like everybody just thinks that i'm just like this little slut or whatever or like you know i'm just good for my looks and you know to bang that's it you know like nobody takes me seriously so she's like I don't care about things anymore. I just let things happen and I just live my life and I feel so much better about it. So they're having this whole little conversation where like, and I really start to like this girl because I'm like, dude, she's cool. You know, like she's like, yeah, she might be a little bit like vain, but she seems like a cool chick. Like she's like probably like has a really, really good personality deep down, you know? And she dies. Like, why? And it's crazy because it happens when these they're having a heart to heart. Yeah. Like and a whole freaking stick goes through her mouth <laughs> and he doesn't hear it. How do you not hear somebody get killed right next to you? <laughs> like you would have heard the you know, of like the, the the stick going into her mouth and through the back of her skull. Like, I don't understand in these movies. Like, I love these movies, but in the house, you got this massive dude stomping and making weird breathing noises. But when he's out in the open, he's like a ninja. He's a massive dude. Like, he steps and the whole freaking ground shakes. Like, how do they not <laughs> see him approaching? That was, like, the thing that just kept, like, you know, not mind-blowing me, but, like, really annoying me. Because I'm like, come on, man. Like, really? Like, <laughs> They breathe so heavily, like they they would be spotted from like a mile away. Like, uh, indeed, my friend. I know, I know it's it's mat it's a movie movie stuff, but like it, it still gets annoying. It's not realistic. It's like, come on. <laughs> well, first things first. Uh, thank you for your input on the main characters. <laughs> I had asked you about the side characters, but I'll come back to those in a minute since you already gave us a, a rundown of, of the main characters. Not, I mean, it's, I consider the main characters like the protagonists, like the little group that goes into the into the forest. Okay. So side characters, you mean like the old man? Yeah, but I'll, like... we'll, we'll come back to them in a little bit because since you already talked okay. about these guys, let's talk about them first. Okay. So yeah, dude, I agree with you in the sense that in these movies they have no logic. It's always <laughs> you need to <laughs> suspend your disbelief because if you don't, right. you're not gonna enjoy them. And there's people that they don't enjoy these movies because they can't. They they can't suspend. It's it's like you're saying, like, dude, like this guy would have made noises when he was walking or, or when he shoved that pipe into this girl's mouth, whatever. Mm-hmm. And yet it's completely noiseless and there's no reaction from this other guy and, and it's like oh my god dude so i want to say that in in every, in their own way every character is kind of like either an outcast or something's going down going on with their emotions because the jock dude is actually a virgin we find out oh yeah dude 
He's always talking smack about, oh yeah, I did all these girls. You know how it is. I mean, you know, like, oh, yeah. and it turns out he, he's never touched one in his life. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen a vagina since he came out of one, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, that, that's him. And then the gamer dude, the, the guy with glasses, his family, um, he was going to make money or something in a gaming tournament. And his family's like, no, you need to go to rehab for social media. Oh my God. <laughs> And then he died, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then, of course, the, the blonde girl who happens to be that stereotypical girl that, that it's, it's, yeah, like you said, very, like, sexually promiscuous and this and that. And it turns out that she has, like, her soft side to her and she wants to be, she wants to find thing, uh, something that people, yeah, people don't think she can ever find because of, of how they perceive she, her, she is, you know? Mm -hmm. And... Then the main girl, whose entire family died in a car accident, apparently. Oh, yeah, that was intense, dude. Yeah, and then, of course, uh, the gay guy, who seems to be so disappointed, and not himself, but his father. Yeah. Because he says his father doesn't really want to accept reality, and he's just... Th that He would rather pretend his son is a Nazi or something than, than gay, which, is, I mean, wow, dude, like... I know. That, that puts, thing puts things in perspective for... Because, I mean... I wouldn't happen to understand or know how it would be to live in a situation like that where, where you have something that you feel like you need to keep as a secret from your family because if, if you did, then if, if you revealed it, then it, like in that case, you know, a sexual identity or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, dude, it's, it's, it's kind of deep, but at the same time it isn't because they kind of just skim the surface and as they skim the surface, they, they kill these characters off. I know. So there isn't really much to... to there isn't any growth, basically, for any of them. It's very stunted <laughs> for each one of these characters, except for, I mean, I mean, the, the main girl, like, even though they do show a, um, pieces of her life, it's just still, like, they kind of cut it short, you know? Like, we don't really, there's not a lot of depth to her character either. No, I mean, at the very end, she she overcomes these challenges, whatever. She manages to, quote-unquote, kill both of these guys, but... Mm -hmm. That's it, I mean, and well, there's a, a rumor that there might be a sequel to this. Hmm. So, well, yeah, because these freaking guys didn't die. Like, I'm like, what is in that rock, dude? Because they survived. Like, he was massacred, that one dude, in his bed. Both of them, I mean, like, the one guy that she stabbed, like, 25 times, 25 times yeah. in the bed, and then the other guy, she ran him over like four times with the car. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but we always, we always, we know if they get run over, they're gonna come back. Yeah. Like, you know, we've, we've seen um, Jeepers Creepers. How many times did that get run over and he still came back, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. They're powered by, you know, pure evil. So, uh, what, what I want to know, they never, did they ever explain where that rock what the rock was like no like you said i think it's a meteor because in the scene where the where the guy is the old guy is doing the exposition you kind of yeah. see it falling from the sky so I'm, I'm assuming it's an alien meteor but like so what this thing just like transformed these people into like cannibal monsters that's what never gets explained does it it, it never really says if it's a disease or if it's uh, you know i mean i don't think it's a demon Fire. or anything yeah, like that because but... I, because I remember seeing a scene in there where the kids are just like stuff's coming out of their eyes it's like black or whatever right and then it's, i'm assuming after that they transform or whatever but like 
they never really say what that is, why it turned them into that, and like how the f they're still alive, you know? Like, mm. yeah, that, that doesn't really get explained at all. And I'm guessing maybe they're hoping to explain some more of that in the sequel because I was reading there, there's an IMDb page for the sequel. Well, I hope so because I need to know more <laughs> things because a lot of things were left unexplained. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and well, going back a little bit to the to the how meta the movie is because yeah, this guy is saying that I think he's it's the six rules of horror movies. Right. Mm -hmm. And I didn't happen to write him down, but from memory, I think it's like you were saying, like uh, don't have sex with anybody. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's like ugly people don't survive the movie. <laughs> uh huh. True. And then he's like, don't never split up. Uh -huh. And don't enter a place that looks creepy, like you were saying also, I think. Exactly. And then the other two, I can't remember, but... The whole, like... I don't know if he mentioned this in there, but it's like, don't go back for people, like, because you're probably going to die. Like... <laughs> oh, don't, don't come back for your fallen friends? <laughs> right, it's like, dude, you know, they're dead, they're dead. Like, just leave, you know? Get out while you can, because probably you're going to die next if you keep going back. Like, I think it's not going to work out. the safest course of action would be to kind of retreat to like a safe distance or something for and then plan like accordingly right and i'll, I'll I, I well i brought that up because that, that's what happens these people go they decide they they find this old man in a cabin right uh-huh and he tells them somehow he knows about these people and i think they ate his legs or cut him off or something and i thought he was the uh -huh. mailman for you know in the beginning there's a mailman that shows up and he's delivering mail is it not is it not him it's i, I according to what i read on the internet it's not him what? The the mailman got killed outright, and this old man is somebody else, apparently. He even looks like him. I know, that's that's who I thought it was, but then I read these things online, and I read them, and I mean, <laughs> I know that anybody can type anything on IMDb, whatever, right. but it was there, mm -hmm. and apparently they're not the same character. What? Which I would have thought they were, but, well, uh, let's pretend that, that he is, or that he, you know, and that he's, that's how he knows about these people. Mm-hmm. But so he's been living in this cabin in the woods for like thirty years and just with a shotgun and and how does he survive? How does he get supplies? If he can't go anywhere because he's so scared of these people, he's like, no, I'll just wait for them to come in and I'll, when they do, I'll, I'll shoot him. What does he eat, dude? That's what I want to know. Maybe like berries like and twigs. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he only has to take care of the top half of his body, so mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Monica with the dark humor today. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, uh, to put it bluntly, yes, my friend. Um, but so then they decide to leave the safety of this cabin to find the phone because they want to call somebody. And it's like, dude, why would you do that? Like, try to find a different path to get away or, or somewhere. Like, don't go back to the place where you know these people are going to be. If you're going to come yeah. back to that place, come back with like an army or something, like with cops or. <laughs> Dude, that one scene where that kid goes to the church. Oh, yeah. And the freaking priest is a creeper. And he's like, oh, I remember you from last year. Ah, <laughs> ew, bro. Like, such, like, did they have to do that to the gay kid? Like, such a big stereotype. Like, like ew, dude. Like, no. <laughs> the first one that I thought was weird as hell was, the like, the main camp counselor guy. He's always screaming like adrenaline, adrenaline. Oh, like, really weird. I was like, <laughs> I remember when I saw it, I was like, uh, okay, someone's a little too excited about 
freaking adrenaline. Like, what the hell happened to I mean, you? I guess that was the name of the camp, but even then, that guy was weird, dude. He he kind of, like... He, creepy. he gave me, like, rapey vibes, dude. Like, he was weird. Yeah. Like, I didn't like that. Yeah, so, so that was yeah. one of them, and I, I, was, I was laughing when I was like, what's wrong with this guy? <laughs> Honestly, I thought he was going to be somehow involved in the, in the whole thing, but he ne we never see him again. So it's like, they, they kind of, I guess, threw me a, a red herring there. And then, of course, the priest, like I mentioned, he happens to be, like, this predator thing character yeah. and it's like oh my god dude like and, and well and he Typical. The, the cool thing is he got what he deserved he got put in a witch of her you know what i thought was funny this motherfucker shows up in a expensive ass car he's a priest yeah i'm like hey somebody needs to stop funding that church because this guy should not be driving a freaking mercedes or whatever the hell he was driving i'm like well, and he busted in like 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 a total badass, total douchebag. Kind of just went like, and then comes out of his car all like with his fancy ass shoes. And I'm like, sir, <laughs> come on, you're a man of God. Why are you indulging in these material things? Like, no. Well, without getting yeah. too much into that, because you know uh, that that happens yeah. in real life too, dude. Man, the whole point of being a man of God is to not focus on those things and focus on your your flock or whatever but yeah and then of course that old man in the cabin who was weird also because we don't know how how he survived this long in that environment I and mean, he's like in the middle of the, this whole thing and he's like i know about them i, I fought them before and yeah and so, okay so, and he's like there's two and they're like what yeah there's two yeah yeah and then Wild at the man. very end the cop oh yeah i was like did they do stuff, you know, prior to his, like, whole conversation with her? She was like, yeah, okay, I'm gonna go now. Like, <laughs> I think he just hires her to, like, vent to her. Like a, ther like a cheaper therapist, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Man, them therapists are expensive, expensive, dude. It is expensive, dude. <laughs> it's really expensive. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I didn't study to become a therapist. I mean, I'm a psych major for those my, that might be unaware about that. I would have had to keep going to school for like seven more years after I finished or something. Yeah, so, that's true. Uh, and I would have gone, I would have done it, but I needed funding and I don't have funding for that. <laughs> if you guys want to donate to the, to the send tree back to school fund. Yeah, so, okay. so he can become a, a therapist, <laughs> psychiatrist. And then charge you guys an incredible amount of money to listen to your problems. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's got problems, you know. Might as well. Yeah, dude, I can't even get myself therapy. <laughs> I have all this unresolved childhood trauma, and I cannot get it treated because, you know, it's expensive. Which is why I say it is what it is, and I self-medicate. <laughs> and that is what we drink, my friend. Um... Exactly, and and you know, it helps out. Yeah, and I want to mention the kills really quickly because um, we might be running out of time here in a couple of minutes, but. Uh, the kill in which he slams the guy in the sleeping bag against a tree, that, that is straight up a kill Ooh. from Jason. That was awesome. I like that one. Yeah, and Jason did it in part six, so Jason is the OG. Dude, it was hard to watch too, though. I was just like, oh, uh -huh. Yeah. So that, that was pretty cool. And then, of course, like you mentioned, the, the pipe to the face kill. That was, that was very flashery. Yeah. yeah. And then the priest and the wood chipper, that was pretty cool, too. Oof, that was good. Yeah. I like that one. And then I enjoyed that. Yeah, and then well, that, I think that was my top three. I think because the other ones were kind of like ah, like like the the camp counselor, she gets killed off screen. I mean, you see her head, but oh yeah, you, that was you, very basic. Yeah, and then the other one is the the guy, he gets the French kiss of death. 
Oh, yeah. Dude, I was like, whoa, bro. For a moment, I was like, maybe he's just lonely. (laughs) Maybe he just wants to, like, he's really attracted to this guy, and he just wants to make out. And then it's like, oh, no, he's got the tongue, Mm. and it's out. That was horrible. That was hard to watch. And just the last thing before we give this movie a score. Uh-huh. Some unresolved plot threads. Uh, speaking about that, they enslave the girl. Like, yeah. are they saving her for later, or do you think there's some sort of other thing going on? Like, they want they want a friend to kind of like just hang out with them. I don't know because it was weird. Because I mean, they killed everybody else except for that girl. Uh-huh. Because you see, you see the guy smelling her, like kind of like yeah. getting her scent, whatever. And that's that's kind of creepy. Maybe he smelled her pain you know her trauma i don't know dude so that, that's kind of unresolved and and so we don't really find out why they saved her for later i mean for whatever purpose why she was spared yeah the other thing that we never find out is how did the, uh, the gay dude escape from the guy in the church because you see him at the end he gets killed by the old man with a shotgun yeah so how did he escape was, when, uh, when the last that you see is the guy opening the doors and he's right in front of his face Oh yeah, he grabs him too. Uh-huh. Though. Like he takes him out of that little confessionary or whatever that closet thing was, <laughs> which is funny. He took him out of the closet, literally. Like, <laughs> well, wow. there you go. <laughs> so a little but, humor, <laughs> but but he escaped, and we don't we don't see how that happened. Like I can't think of that how that might have happened because he was literally in the guy's hands. Like he was in his hands. So yeah. how did he escape they didn't from that? Show him escape or anything? No. Huh. Uh, Interesting. And then of course. Uh, <laughs> I, I call these guys the toxic twins. <laughs> because, well, because yeah. of their appearance and, you know, they're, they're disfigured and everything. But not only that, because it's a pun uh, for anyone that, that might actually care. The origin of that phrase is, uh, you know, the band Aerosmith, right? Oh, yeah. They were famous in the 70s and 80s for a bit. And then they kind of went into obscurity and then they came back in the 90s for a little bit. And Were they really famous in the 70s? They started off in the seventies. They were kind of like a, like a harder rock band, mm-hmm. uh, and then and they came back. Actually, they, the, their first comeback was in the eighties. Then they kind of okay. uh, kept that going into the nineties, and they kind of went away a little bit, and they came back like in the mid two thousands again. And then they disappeared. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, uh, back in the day, the singer Steven Tyler mm-hmm. and the guitar player Joe, Pe- one of the guitar players Joe Perry, they would party so hard and drink and do drugs every day of their existence and like it was incredible how much these guys would put into their systems that they became known as the toxic twins wow <laughs> because interesting i mean they, they kind of they, they they had a similar look i mean they had like long dark hair and like really extravagant mm. clothes so yeah. if not twins they look like maybe they could be brothers or cousins yeah but they actually became known as the toxic twins because of how many drinks they would have and how much drugs they would put in their system like <laughs> all the toxins that they consumed yeah, yeah. So, so then I, I thought it was kind of neat to call these guys the toxic twins because it, it's 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 a monster smith <laughs> i'm gonna listen to them after this podcast because uh-huh. uh, yeah i like that band they got good jams dude they do they got good jams they do. and mm-hmm. well we are at the end of our critique segment my friend but before we close this off we have the units for tonight mm. uh I went something with a pretentious unit scale today. I, I was a little bit too full of myself because my birthday's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Your ego is through the roof. Yeah, it's Leo season, biatch. <laughs> oh, rare. Yeah, and I don't say that to you directly. I say it to just anybody that in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> so this is my time to shine. And so I was a little bit, I mean, now that I look at him, it's like, eh. But anyways, the units for tonight's rating scale are how many 
expendable archetypal teens does this movie get? Wow. Very, <laughs> very, uh, what's the word? Pretentious? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pretentious. <laughs> so, how many out of 10 did they get from you? Um, I'm gonna go with seven. I'm actually gonna go with a seven, too. Nice. Dude, we're like totally in sync with this movie. I know. It's awesome. Nice. Woo! It was high five. We were long, long distance high five. In the distance, Woo. yeah. It's like we were yeah. kind of like mental twins in a sense. Ah. I know. Wow. <laughs> Watch me make the connections to this. I might smarter what? And. <laughs> Alright, so that was our critique segment. Hope you guys enjoy that. The movie gets a 7 out of 10 expendable archetypal teens from both of us. So, yeah, cool. We'll be right back with the academic segment after these messages. Monica, so for the academic segment, we normally connect the topic of a movie or show or book, whatever we may be discussing, to something from real life. And this is going to be a little bit different today, again. Okay. Because at one point, the character with glasses, and I, I don't say their names because I don't want to mispronounce them. <laughs> they, they have Polish names, so yeah. my, my Polish is, is not up to snuff today. Uh, <laughs> so... The guy with glasses says that so many thousands of people disappear every year in Poland and so many, like a certain percentage, like a huge percentage of that happens to disappear in the forest. Yeah. So I kind of took it upon myself to read about some mysterious disappearances that occurred in, occurred in forests across the world. So okay. I think actually we got, we, I mean, I found a page at 10 of them. That's too many to discuss in this podcast. So mm -hmm. I picked the three that I thought were the most intriguing out of those, so... Nice. Let's go ahead and... and let, let me tell you the stories. So, the first one. The first one was about a... And these all happened to be young kids, by the way. Because okay. this comes in reference... There's this book that I have not read, but I've heard about called The 411. Okay. I don't even heard about that, but it deals with precisely this topic, I, I think. From what I read, I haven't read the book at all. Mm -hmm. But I understand that it has to do with people disappearing in forests and most of them happen to be young kids or at least the ones in, in this specific book i think so the ones that i'm going to talk about are i don't know if they're in the book per se but they're kind of like in the same type of uh, topic or, or area of, of conversation so the first one happens to be a boy named dennis martin and his family was camping close to the tennessee north carolina border and this happened in the summer of 1969 Okay. So, all his family and, and him, of course, went to this place called the Smoky Mountain National Park for camping and hiking. Okay. So, Dennis and his brothers, they decided we're going to play a prank on our, on our parents, you know. Uh, so, we're going to hide. We're going to make them look for us. And then we're going to jump scare them from behind okay. a tree or whatever. So, they thought it was going to be, like, super fun, right? 
And by the way, I'm not gonna make fun of any of this because it's, it's it's a very serious matter, of course. So, but I mean, I, I'm assuming they were hoping that they were gonna have a good time doing this. But what ended up happening is that his brothers went to their hiding places, and he went to his hiding place. But when the brothers came out, he didn't. He was missing. <gasps> so they thought he had gotten lost, or or that he was gonna carrying the prank on a little bit longer yeah. than than he should have. But eventually, hours went by, and even days, and, and he, he was missing, dude. Damn. He, he was missing. So anybody from their family members to park rangers to pe even hiking people that were that they came across, hey, have you seen this kid? Help us find them. But they never did. They never did. And it, ne it didn't help, by the way, that the weather was not cooperative. It was raining during this, oh, this no. time period. So any tracks or, or footprints that he might have left were going to get yeah. erased in the mud. So, according to what I read here, his search became the largest ever in the history of this national park. Damn. They even called upon a, a, a famed park ranger by the name of Dwight McCarter, who happened to have earned a reputation for finding missing, missing persons in the forest. Wow. He had successfully tracked down hundreds of them. Mm hmm So, he, he was a, a very expert-level tracker, dude. Yeah. And... Even he was stumped. He's like, dude, I can't find any tracks. I can't find any any clues. I I, I don't know where this boy might have gone because, you know, of course, the rain erased the, the footprints, whatever. Yeah. But even he was stumped. He's like, I, I have no idea where he might have gone. He was completely, like, beat, the, the guy, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, to this day, his disappearance is considered a mystery. Damn. Now, there was, and, and I, I connected this story and the other ones that we talk, we're going to talk about in, in a little bit because it kind of has an element to what happens in this movie. Mm -hmm. Some people claim that the search party was told that a family heard a child screaming and that they saw what appeared to be a quote-unquote bear man what? With something slung over his shoulder. And it, it might have been a small child. So, if you had to speculate, I mean, assuming that this family, what they saw was... Let, let's, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Right. And this creature, bear man, creature uh -huh. type, creature... What does that make you think of? Think about big hairy man in the forest. Sasquatch. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Or just some really crazy dude who's wearing a bear carcass as a suit. Like in Midsummer? Yes. Hmm. Mm -hmm. So, what do you make of this? Like, I mean, I mean, if he was indeed abducted by somebody or something, uh huh. That goes to tell you, like, how little we might know about what might be hiding in that forest. Or any yeah. forest, for that matter. Yeah, because apparently a lot of, like, national parks here in California, too, have really high missing persons cases. Because they're, like, if you're in the middle of the woods, you know? Like, mm -hmm. thick, thick woods. You don't know what the hell's in there. You don't know what's living there. What's hiding there. You go camping, you may never come back out, you know? Like, that's the one thing that kind of, like, I would never go camping alone. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, no, oh no. <laughs> because uh, I am not trying to be a part of that statistic. I have trouble just walking in the street, <laughs> in a neighborhood <laughs> where there's like yeah. houses and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, so 
these cases, dude, I mean, it's it's very intriguing how it happened because his brothers, I believe, said that they hadn't really gone very far from where the people were. Yeah. I mean, maybe, a, I don't know, 10, 50, 20, maybe yards, you know? Uh-huh. So everybody says we were all within eyesight of each other, so I don't know how he disappeared. Yeah. So it's kind of freaky to me how we're never going to find out anything about our own planet. Like, and people are, like, going to space and colonizing Mars, and it's like, dude, like... <laughs> dude, focus on what the hell is in the oceans, you know? Like, there's depths that have never been, you know, explored because it's so... There's so much pressure down there. Like, mm -hmm. that's what we should be focusing on, not what's outside of our freaking planet. Like, come on, man. There's so much to explore here. This uh, hour of conspiracy theories brought to you by EMBL. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's true though. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's not a conspiracy theory. It's just fact that yeah. there is a large percentage of our planet that has not been explored. Exactly. So, I mean, it's just, wow. It's mind-blowing. Yeah, so moving on to the second one. Okay. Uh, we have the case of a boy named Douglas Legg. And his family and him went hiking in this forest called the... And I'm going to butcher this and, uh, you know... Uh, I, apologize in advance but i believe it's the adirondack forest santoni preserve mm -hmm. and, and this happened in 1971 so okay. he was hiking with his family and one of his uncles spotted poison ivy uh-huh so he told the kid hey put on some pants because if that rubs your your, your skin you're gonna get rashes right so mm -hmm. according to this he sent them to the cabin which was within eyesight of where they were all hanging out but he never returned. So they told him, dude, go, go change because there's poison ivy and we'll, you know, we'll be here when you come back. Mm -hmm. And he, according to the report, they saw him walk into the cabin, but they kind of continued with their thing. And he never returned. What? Now, the, the thing about this case is that this family went to that cabin very often. I think it was owned by the family. So that uh -huh. was their, their cabin, so they he knew the area. Because they would go there very often. And so his family actually called him the Mini Woodsman. Because I, I believe he might have been the youngest one in the family, but they, they went to this place so often that he would tell them, hey, yeah, you know, we can go through this. And he was basically kind of like a little, like, guiding. Yeah. You know, he, he would tell them, oh, yeah, I remember, we, we can go through here. So he knew the area pretty well. For a boy his age, I, I don't see his age in this story, but he, he was young. I think he was about 10 or 12 years old. Uh-huh. So, eventually it got to the point that they called upon up to 600 people to wow. aid with the search at one point. And they never found them at all. Damn. Now, this is the, the thing about this case. Another thing is, is that, according to a report from the police... Dogs describe, you know how they give the dogs like a shirt or, the, or, or something to smell uh -huh. to catch a scent? They caught a scent up to a 30-mile distance. Whoa. So 30 miles from where they were. Now, this isn't like flat land, dude. There's like hills Hill. and mountains and, and caves and stuff like that. So, I mean, imagine how much 30 miles is. That's a lot. For That's a little a boy lot. to walk in a couple of days, I mean... No. No. 
Now, the other thing is that, according to witness accounts, there was another one of those bear-like creatures around there, apparently. So, I don't know if people are, are saying these because they really see them or because they they want, quote-unquote, to see this thing. Yeah. I mean, for all we know, it might actually be a bear, like an actual bear. Uh-huh. Or some sort of big animal like that. But of course, your mind plays tricks on you, and you might you might think, oh, it's 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 a man, or it's 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 Bigfoot, or whatever. Right. So, I mean, but again, another one of these bear type of creatures that look humanoid for some reason. That's crazy. So Who again, elves in those woods, like damn. I mean, it's, it's mind you, this is a different area of the country. I, I I don't know what state this is in, but it's not in the same area as the other one. That's crazy. So this boy once again was never found ever. Still missing to this day. Yeah. So, coincidence? I, I don't know, man. Mm, I don't know. Again, we should explore our planet before we do anything. <laughs> exactly. But, I agree. But, well. Now, moving on to the last one that we have for today. Mm-hmm. A little bit more recent. This happened in 2004. But, in July of that year... David Gonzalez asked his mother because they were camping in, in uh, actually in your neck of the woods in California. Oh. In the San Bernardino National Forest near the Big Bear Lake campsite. Oh, shoot. I was going to go there for my birthday, actually. <laughs> Damn. Chan, chan. <laughs> so, according to this, he and his, his mother were, were hanging around there, and he's like, Mom, I want cookies because you know, I know you got cookies in the car, like snacks, right? Now, the car was only, according to the report, no more than 50 yards away from where we were hanging out again. Okay. So, his mom says, I saw him walk into the parking lot from where I was standing out, or, or standing at, sorry. Yeah. And then I became distracted for a second, and when I turned around, he was gone. Wow. So, in an instant, dude, like, there's no, and there was no screams, no noises, no sounds. It's like he just vanished into thin air. So, so, I mean, when somebody approaches you, if you're walking, and, uh-huh. I mean, you're going to somehow try to make a noise. So, I'm, I'm assuming from the perspective of this boy, let's say, for example, somebody was waiting for him. Yeah. To put him in a van or something. You would have heard the car taking off or, or, or a struggle or, or something. You, I mean, from that mm-hmm. close of a distance, you would have heard it, if not seen it. Yeah. But again, she's like, oh, I became distracted for like, you know, a couple seconds. And when I turned around back to where he was, he was gone. And she even said, I didn't hear any sounds. She's like, I think I saw a vase truck pulling out of the parking lot around that time. But uh, the cops didn't pursue that lead because there was no signs of a struggle. There was no tires, skid marks, anything. So now he never made it to the car because the... Everything was inside the car undisturbed, like the cookies and all the luggage or equipment that they might have had for hiking. Uh-huh. So, eventually they looked for him up for nine days, but they never found him. Yeah. Now, Now, the ending of the story is a little different, because a year later, hikers came across a body. <gasps> about a mile from that campsite, from where they're hanging out, and they identified him as being David. Oh, man, that sucks. So, the cops concluded that it was more than likely a mountain lion attack. What? But 
I mean, how can a mountain lion... He would have screamed if he yeah. saw a mountain lion. Come on. Yeah, so... No. I mean, no. I, I guess because of the nature of the wounds he had on his body or something, I and mean, maybe that's how they came to that conclusion. Because it's not wow. specified how they came to that conclusion. But, I mean, imagine... It's like you're saying, dude. Like, I think if somebody... If you see a mountain lion, which is basically a huge cat... Yeah. It looks like a cougar. Mm-hmm. Lunging at you. I mean, you're gonna try to scream, fight. I mean, I mean, you might lose the battle, but at least you're gonna try to put up a fight somehow. Exactly. Yeah. And no matter how scared you are, you're gonna react. I mean, something's gonna happen, and you're gonna make people around you notice right. what's happening. Exactly. Because you're gonna be screaming for help, dude. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if they just said that because, again, of the nature of the wounds that he had in his body or what. But I mean, or maybe they found traces of mountain lion hair or something around him. But, I mean, dude, by that point, it's a year later, so, I mean, anything could have walked around there. Exactly. By that mm -hmm. point, so, I mean, what do you yeah. make of all these stories? I mean, it's scary, dude. Like, it kind of makes me not want to go camping or, like, anywhere in the woods. But it, it's because, you, you know, they make movies like this for a reason. Because people probably have seen weird shit going on in the woods that they could not explain. I would probably be one of the people believing, like, that there's a fair person abducting children or, you know, people and killing them or eating them or whatever. Like, it's, it's messed up, but, like, dude, we don't know what's in the woods. We don't. Mm -mm. And there are cannibals, you know? It's not like that's a myth or anything. That's for real. And in the woods, like, you don't have anybody telling you what to do because you're secluded. You're in the middle of nowhere. You can literally do whatever you want mm -hmm. if you don't get caught, right? So, yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. I don't think I could ever survive a day in the woods, my friend. You I, couldn't? No, I, I'm, and I'm, I'm being completely serious. I, I don't think I, I... I do not think that I could survive a day in the woods. Unless I, mean, I Unless I had, like, a, a supply of canned food and can openers. and I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, like... In the sense of uh, me having to hunt for food or, or find shelter, I mean, I could never do that, dude. I'm, I'm not used to any of that stuff. I could, I think. Um, it would be hard at first, but once I get the hang of it. Um, I don't know how to skin an animal, so that'd be very, <laughs> very difficult. But um, it's funny because I've always been like, oh, I want to live in the woods in the middle of nowhere. But then I see <laughs> stuff like this and I'm just like, oh maybe not <laughs> yeah dude it's, it's, it's creepy yeah i mean we we have serial killers you know and living you know in the middle of the city or whatever like and people who are literally killing each other but mm -hmm. for some reason the woods are a lot scarier you know i don't know it's crazy the whole idea of disappearing without a trace and nobody ever finding you that's that's really scary yeah. That's scary because your family can't ever get closure, man. Uh-uh. Mm -mm. Your body will never be found. You, they can never bury you or burn you or whatever. You know, like, they'll never know what happened to you if you're still out there. As long as they don't find the body, I guess they might be able to keep hope alive for as long as... But even that is, like, so traumatizing because it's like, you know, you you never are able to let go of that person. Like, that's horrible. Yeah, for sure, man. Tragic, too. Yeah. So, you got any other final comments on these stories before we move on? No. 
I'm going to think twice about moving to the woods, for sure. You know, I always pictured myself retiring to a cabin in the woods by a lake. Yeah, me With, too. like, uh, snowy mountains behind me and just... <laughs> living like a lumberjack <laughs> but in, i mean in reality the, the closest that i would come to that is maybe go to some sort of resort and rent a cabin for a weekend and maybe it's like get it out of your system yeah yeah, yeah and, and i mean i'm not trying to make fun of any of these stories but i mean i'm just trying to say like but but I, i'm if i'm being completely honest I, I would not be able to make live in a forest dude and, and no yeah like, even my dad's ranch, I mean, growing up, real quick, his family lived in a ranch. Mm-hmm. And we would go every every weekend, pretty much every Sunday. And even while I was there, I would feel weird. Really? I, even once a little kid. I mean, I liked going it. I mean, it was a nice little place to go to. Mm-hmm. They had sheep, and they had all these animals. And there was a little lake nearby that we would go and hang out at and barbecue and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But... I always felt like not scared necessarily, but like something might have been hiding in those because there was a whole bunch of trees around that little lake. It wasn't really a lake; yeah. it was more like a lagoon. Uh huh. But there were so many trees that you, you couldn't really see past a certain point, and it's like and and there was a well too, a dried up well. So you could fall in, in that well, and nobody would find Die. you. Yeah. You know, so I always felt like and walking. We would walk because it was within maybe like not even half a mile from from my dad's old house that little location and you'd see snakes in the way and you see like all these things oh like... yeah no <laughs> snakes are scary i hate i don't like snakes yeah one i remember one time they actually killed a snake and it was scary because they, they it was maybe about four or five feet long damn a rattlesnake a big snake. oh no yeah and they actually killed it with one of those pitchforks that they use for the hay yeah, I remember. Like, I, I think it might have been my, one of the my dad's friends that still live in that look in that place. And do we saw the snake coming towards? Us and I was like, "What the hell is that? It's a snake!" So we got on the truck, like on, on the bed of a truck, uh huh, to avoid it, to you know, keep away from it. Right. And this guy came out of nowhere, and he like, kind of like, Yook. snuck, or you know, sneak, snuck, whatever the word is. Yeah, around, yeah. Yeah, and he eventually impaled it with that thing, and. They kept the skin. I think my cousin kept the skin, actually. One of my cousins. Wow. Because my cousin had a, a rattlesnake skin in his room, like, mounted on, on his wall. <laughs> what? <laughs> so I think it was that one, by the way. But That's crazy. But my, the point of that story is that I always felt this kind of... It wasn't really fear, because I was there with my family, and I knew everybody that... Or most of the people that lived there in, in that place. Uh-huh. But I always felt like I had to be alert. <laughs> because something could come out of the woods and, and kill me or eat me or something. So. Yeah. I mean, and for me, it was the opposite. Like, I grew up, my grandparents had a ranch, my uncles had ranches, and I always felt at home. Like, I felt comfortable. I liked being there. But yeah, I mean, for sure, snakes scared the crap out of me. I've never, I've dealt with like one or two in my whole life. But I cannot, mm-mm. I, I, I'm, I'm scared. I'm terrified of snakes and spiders. Cool. Yeah. I gotta show you a picture that I took in my front yard one time, but not today because. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I'll, I'll, it's I think it's in my Instagram, but I'll send it to you. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so that was our academic segment dealing with the unfortunate stories of forest disappearances for these young boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope maybe some maybe maybe their families got some sort of 
closure or or something. I mean, the last one, I guess they didn't know why because they actually found the body. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I I hope that maybe somehow they they were able to find a way to deal with that loss. Yeah. Respectfully, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, we'll be right back with our uh, Know Thine Enemy segment after these messages. So we are now at the Know Thine Enemy segment, in which, Monica, for the first-time listeners, we talk a little bit more in-depth about the villains of the movie or whatever the topic is of our episode. So, as we already discussed, our enemies in this movie are the Toxic Twins. Mm-hmm. Not to be confused with Steven Tyler and Joe Perry from Aerosmith. <laughs> <laughs> so... Their classification, according to the system that we developed with uh, Russian scientists <laughs> from the Kremlin app. <laughs> yeah. No, we didn't. They're going to like flag our podcast. They're gonna, I know. <laughs> think we're communists. <laughs> we're joking. We're joking. Yeah, but I mean, uh, yeah, so in the system that we do have, I mean, we actually do have a system, but mm. no Russians were involved in making the system. <laughs> so. So uh, they would be they would be considered outsiders because they live in a remote location. They have physical deformities, and like you said, my friend, they hunt and kill people or animals for food mm-hmm. for nourishment. Yes, and they don't really cook their meals, do they? Mm-mm, they eat that shit raw. <laughs> uh, Bro, salmonella, dude. I Ew. could have made a joke about that, but I chose not to because I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I am choosing the high ground with this. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Not about you, mind you, but just in general. But I, I think you you know what kind of joke I would make. Probably, yeah. <laughs> uh, chewy. Um, <laughs> so immature. But yeah, so they're outsiders again. And their ordinary backstory, we talked about how a meteor that came from space or at least the yeah. air somewhere. What do you think that black substance could have been? If you had to guess... I mean, I know I've seen it in other sci-fi movies. It's like, like the Venom thing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, but it doesn't turn you into a cool alien. It turns you into ugly, like <laughs> massive dude covered in boils. Ugh. Yeah. Gross. No. <laughs> so I mean, I thought of Venom too when I saw that, and I was like, are they gonna gain a superpowers app? I mean, I, they, I guess right. they they kind of did in a way. Yeah. But, Immortality. Yeah. Apparently. So this meteor strikes their close to their home. They live in the forest with their mom, and there's only them three and their little dog. And I was sad for the dog, by the way. I know. Me too. Why do they always kill animals in this movie, dude? Because <laughs> they know that we're going to hate it, and we're going to be invested. Yeah, and this dog looks so innocent, and he like really liked them because he was playing soccer with them. I know. Such a sweet dog. I feel bad, and again, I'm not really a dog person. I hate dogs. Yeah. But I prefer cats because cats are like teenagers. They, they don't bother you. They kind of just chill mm-hmm. and they, they eat. do their own thing. Yeah. Yeah, they disappear for about two, three days and come back. Oh, 
you know. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> Phoebe. You got more food? Yeah. <laughs> so, the the black substance goo, whatever it is, flows mm-hmm. into their bodies and it turns them into these massive creatures. Yep. And basically, their motivation is, I guess, just to eat. Mm-hmm. That seems to be the only reason why they kill anyone. Yep. Now, they do kill some people, I guess, for fun. Because the girl, I don't think they eat her. The one with the, the metal or whatever pipe in, in her mouth. Yep. He kind of just throws her in the lake, right? Just like... Uh-huh. Discards her body for no reason. He's like, deuces. <laughs> and then the priest, too, because they put him in the wood chipper and his body's like disintegrated, so... Yeah. Unless he wants to lick the blood of the floor or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, that, to me, that seems to be their only motivation to just find a, a source of food. I was thinking of, of another movie that I saw that... Oh, uh, I don't know if you've seen it. And if you haven't seen it, we should do an episode on it. I mean, even if you have. It's with uh, America's favorite actor, Nicolas Cage. Okay. And it's called The Color Outer Space. I don't think I've ever seen that. It's a good movie. I liked it. Okay. Nicolas Cage is known for his crazy performances and really like just mannerisms like yeah it's, mm-hmm. he the man is a living meme <laughs> yeah. I mean anything he says or does becomes a meme automatically it, so it's very true or mm-hmm. I should say a, a meme generator or something right. a factory mm-hmm. but in this movie he's a little bit more subdued but it's effective it, it's a really weird creepy movie and it's similar to this because a meteor lands in a family's farm and it starts turning into turning them into weird creatures. So that's kind of the vibe that I got from this too, and I, for, I had forgotten to mention that. So, anyways, now going back to their abilities, you mentioned, my friend, how can these massive hoaxes of beasts of a human being be stealthy like ninjas? I don't know, because they're heavy as hell, and they breathe very heavily, so I don't understand how they can be ninjas. Does not make sense. Do you think it's something to do with a black fluid that makes them... Maybe. ...float in the air or <laughs> For their attacks? Maybe? Possible? I mean, but uh, apparently they, they can move very quietly when they want to, or when it's convenient <laughs> to the plot. <laughs> exactly, that's true. Yeah, and of course they have superhuman strength. They can pick up a person with one hand, like nothing, and just lift them like they're a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. And at the end, just when you thought these people were dead, you see them getting up like nothing. So maybe they can regenerate after a while. I don't think it's immediate because they would have like woken up right away, but it takes maybe like a few hours for them to wake up. Yeah, because, you know, he got stabbed before too, and he was like tending to his wound, and then he took a nap. It's kind of like he needs to rest mm-hmm. for his body to kind of like catch up or something. So maybe sleep helps him heal themselves. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Now, the only weakness that I noticed in these guys is that you can hurt them with conventional mm-hmm. weapons. I mean, anything that you uh, that makes enough damage will, will at least slow them down temporarily. Yeah. But again, at the end, it's not permanent. The damage isn't permanent. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's like the, any of the, the movies in which you think the villain is dead after you stab him a couple times. Because these guys get stabbed, like, or one of them gets stabbed, like, 25 times. Yeah. And then the other one was run over with a car for, like, four or five times, you know. So, 
this is something that would have killed anybody, basically, unless you're Michael Myers or Jason. But it takes him longer to wake up, though, because the other guys wake up within a couple of minutes. I mean, in the Michael movies, he gets stabbed or knocked off of a house or whatever, and, like, a couple of minutes later, he's like, oh, okay, uh-huh, all limber and, like... Mm-hmm. But for these guys, it takes them a couple hours, or at least, or something. Yeah. So, what is your opinion of these guys, of the Toxic Twins? They're very dangerous. Because they're super strong, ruthless, and sneaky, like ninjas. Mm-hmm. So they're huge alien monster ninjas. Mm-hmm. Immortal, too. They Immortal. don't seem to die. Wow, dude. That's quite the combination, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> I mean, I, I think they're they're freaky. I mean, from their look, just their look is freaky. That would creep me out if I saw something like that. Mm-hmm. Walking towards me at a very slow pace, holding like an axe or something. I mean, imagine. You're kind of just living your best life, hanging out on a, on a camping site or something, and you see this guy walking up towards you with, like, he's, like, seven feet tall and with an axe and he's, like, <laughs> like, 500 pounds or whatever. Like, he's huge, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm. I mean, wow, dude. I would not want to run out, run into them. Uh-uh. At Neither all. would I. Uh-uh. At all. I mean, I think that their backstory is kind of... Not generic, but it's not explored in a way. I mean, maybe again, they're thinking of doing that for the sequel. Mm-hmm. I hope so. I feel like they owe it to us. We deserve that. I take it that you would want to see the sequel if it, if it comes yeah, out. Yeah, because I want to know what happens. I want to know what's going on. Like, I want to know more. If that's what they're gonna show, because if it's more of these guys killing other people, then it's like, ugh, it's not worth it. I mean, from what I saw on the on the page in IMDb, mm-hmm. it looks like the main girl is coming back. So I hope they don't do a, I hope they don't do a, a Halloween or a Jason in which they bring back survivors from previous movies to the to the sequels and they kill them like right off. Uh huh. I don't think this girl deserves that, but I mean. No. <laughs> I mean, I would kind of maybe want to see her kind of like guiding a new group of people to survive or something maybe i don't know but why would she go back unless you know she's going back to make sure that they're dead maybe it's a direct continuation like it happens like the next day oh okay got oh okay yeah that makes sense yeah yeah because you see her driving off at the end in the cop car and she's like laughing i guess she's kind of like on the verge of insanity right and at the very end, it's I think that same night when those guys in the in the Nazi uniforms, <laughs> they they find the guy in the in the middle of the road and he wakes up and he like, I, I I'm assuming he's gonna kill him, right? Uh huh. And then the other guy wakes up in the house and you see a police car, outside. Yeah. You don't see the car itself. You see the lights. Yeah. So something's gonna happen if they make the sequel. Yeah, that's true. Or I think it's gonna be uh, if they make it, it's gonna be like the same day or like the next couple days after this happened. Uh huh. Yeah. So, I don't know, dude. Uh, how many skulls in the scare meter do these guys get from you? I'm going to go with a eight. I'm going to go with a six. Okay. Uh, because you can't hurt them. I mean, they... Yeah. Uh, basically, if you have a gun, you can slow them down enough and maybe put them in a cage or something and just lock them. Because they were locked in a cellar for how long? 
for a long time, I guess. Yeah. So, if probably you... since they were kids, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's like thirty years later from from the opening yeah. scene. So if they're uh -huh. about ten years old, they're probably like about in their late thirties, early forties. Yeah. By this time, so if they were that strong, they would have probably broken out of that. I mean. I don't know. Maybe they're just not smart enough to know they can break out of that cellar. True. Or maybe the mom fed them long, like, consistently enough. They, they, they're like, eh. satisfied. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know, dude. I, I feel like if somebody were to come in with, like, an army <laughs> or, like, you know, a, a small group of people with guns, you could shoot them down and then put them in a cage and whatever. And that's the only reason why I gave them a six because you can slow them down enough to put them True. away somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, but they're hella scary, I think. They are, for real. Mm-hmm. Alright, so any final comments on the Toxic Twins, my friend? Nope, I would never want to run into them, that's for sure. <laughs> Neither would I, my friend. So, alright, that was our uh, Know Thine Enemy segment, mm -hmm. and <laughs> we will be right back with what is the worst segment in the history of podcasting ever. Wah, wah, wah. Our closing remarks, so stick around, we'll be right back. Monica, the audience, and myself, the sad phase once again because we are at the end of our podcast episode, Monica. Oh. My sentiments, exactly, my friend. <laughs> this happens every time we have to end an episode. But I know. Uh, yeah, we want to thank everyone that took some time to join us and listen to our episode on Nobody Sleeps in the Woods Tonight, the Polish horror movie on Netflix. Mm -hmm. We appreciate your support. If you are a first-time listener, we hope you come back for more. If you are a repeat listener... Thank you very much for your constant support and for being part of our EMBO squad. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I got a shout out, and I haven't told you this, Monica, and I feel bad about it. I, I feel like I've been keeping a secret from you. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. But, it, I mean, the shout out, I only have one for today, by the way. Okay. But these guys from a podcast called the Ba Podcast. It's actually, they're low as a sheep. <laughs> <laughs> so they're comedians. They have a few episodes already, and they mainly talk to comedians, and, and their topics have to do with comedy. But they reached out to us, and I didn't tell you because it was going to interrupt your work hours. They talked to me about doing a mini segment for one of their episodes, maybe like a 10-15 minute thing. Okay. So... They had me answer a couple of questions, like random questions. That... <laughs> but it was pretty fun, though. I had a good time with them. They asked me things like which animal would make the best chef and why. <laughs> <laughs> nice. was, or And then who would be the helper. So I told them the best chef would be a cat. Mm -hmm. And then the best helper would be a dog. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, questions such as those. And if you want to listen to that little segment, you know, mine and other 
because I was not the only podcast they talked to, by the way. They're going to be releasing those episodes in the next couple of weeks. And if you enjoy comedic type of content, I suggest you rec- you listen to their episodes, my friend. I shall. Once again, they're, I also, I'll, I'll send you a link. They're called the Ba Podcast. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, thank you guys very much for reaching out to us and um, for having me. <laughs> Sorry, Monica. <laughs> but, I mean, this happened, like, in the middle of the day on Wednesday. So, I mean, you were probably at work. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean... And it was only for about 10 minutes, so I don't feel that bad anymore. <laughs> no, I do. I do, but but uh, do you get any shout-outs on your end for today? Um, no. <laughs> Not really. I keep hoping that that answer changes one day, my friend. It will, one day. We'll <laughs> Sometimes you surprise me, and you actually do have shout-outs, but not today. <laughs> That's okay, though. You're so cool. Thanks. <laughs> I try. All right, so a reminder to our listeners of our social media accounts, we have our Facebook under Exploring the Myths Behind the Legends, and we have our Instagram under Myths Behind LGDS. <laughs> our Twitter is Myths Behind LGDS, and you can also email us at MythsBehindLegends at gmail.com. All right, our letterbox is under Myths Behind LGDS. And you can review movies on there. You can maybe recommend a movie for us to include in our watch list. And yeah, just go ahead and, and add us on there. And we have our TikTok under Myths Behind Legends. And I will make a better effort of updating our social media, dude. Because I haven't <laughs> updated like our website. I haven't updated our YouTube. And, and it's because I'm caught up with a uh, music project that I'm working on. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's not an excuse, but that's taking up a lot of my time. And I'm hoping to release my music EP in a couple of weeks. And I've been saying that for the past couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it shall be released, hopefully, hopefully by the end of this month. By the, by the end of the month of August. So, me being a musician, first and foremost, that is what's taking up most of my time. And I've kind of put the podcast stuff not on the back burner, but on, eh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but it shall be done, my friend. Everything's going to be upgraded or updated, hopefully soon. Nice. And, of course, speaking of our website, we have our URL, which is under myths-behind-legends.mailchimpsites.com. Nice. So, <laughs> our hint, Monica. You know what? I think we're going to pick the movie for the next one. Okay. <laughs> I do not remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just say that you know what? Let's let's actually give the audience a freebie on this one. Ah, not that we ever <laughs> I... <laughs> hold anybody accountable on this, but do you want to do the Colorado Space? Yeah, With sure. Nicolas Cage? Why not, right? Why not? It's a great movie. I think you will like it. It's very atmospheric. I think it's like your kind of horror. It's very... I mean, it is like... gory in a way, but it's more psychological than it is uh, slashery or whatever it is, but Perfect. I have a feeling you're probably going to enjoy this movie, so... Okay. So, yes, the people in the audience, if you are listening, forget that. Uh, <laughs> this is your, your moment of, uh, what, what is that thing in Men in Black, the Neuralizer? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which your memory gets raised. Uh, but, uh, oh, and I have one final thing to comment on before we sign off, my friend. We did a, a uh, survey on Twitter, and it's uh, basically having to deal with this movie. Okay. And the question was, what would be your fate if you had to spend a week in the forest with strangers 
with no technology and facing mutated killers. So the options were dead before it even starts, dead by the middle of the week, or <laughs> I will survive. <laughs> nice. So according to this, I mean, the survey is almost over. There's still about an hour left, but I mean, for all intents and purposes, I think it's over. Yeah. Uh, so 43% said dead before it even starts. Mm -hmm. 14% said dead by the middle of the week. <laughs> and 43% in a tie with the oh. other one chose the I will survive option. Interesting. I think we got Wait. either a lot of overconfident or underconfident people. <laughs> <laughs> in the I know for a fact I'll, I'll probably be dead by the middle of the week. I, I'm going to give myself some credit. <laughs> you probably. <laughs> I will forever have that fantasy that I will do a heroic last stand against any villains that I face. <laughs> but in reality, I'll probably die within the first couple minutes. But anyways, yeah, that was our Twitter poll. And I'm thinking of maybe doing contests with these polls. What do you think, dude? I think you should. That'd be cool. Yeah. The next one I want to ask, well, I want to keep it a surprise, but it's going to have to do with this movie too. So Nice. Uh, I'll probably submit the question tomorrow or Sunday. Cool. So, awesome. You got any final comments on our episode, my friend? No, sir. All right, awesome. This was a very fun podcast episode monica i hope you agree with me i definitely do <laughs> so i want to wish everyone once again a great morning evening madrugada camping hiking in the forest stay away from the space mutants <laughs> don't let it eat you yep if you see a guy that's like 500 pounds walking towards you with an axe run away as fast as you can <laughs> he's not your friendly neighborhood lumberjack so yeah uh, until we see you again be good to everyone to yourselves and have a good one bye